Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. All right, this is Drink of Ages Radio Show. Hope everybody's ready. Get some pints together. Get a six-pack out of the fridge. Get ready to drink because uh, Australia Day is coming up. So we decided to jump over to friends over at Platypus Brewery, hanging out. Going to have a good show this week. Get some beers. Get comfortable. This is Drink of Age Radio Show. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, Luminary. John Denman. John Denman. This is Drink of Ages radio show you are listening to here on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman. DJ Muskratch is a producer. And like I said, we are all celebrating Australia Day. And figure there's no better way than with one of my favorite Australians, Sean Hunrahan from uh, Platypus Brewery. What's going on, Sean? Hey, John. How are you, mate? G'day, DJ. Things well? Things, things, things are great. Things are. I've got a nice kiss my Pliny going on right here. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And uh, really looking um, glad to have you guys out on this marvelous week, Australia Day. Hey, we're not quite independent, but we're independent enough. And uh, Sunday, January 26th is a big day, and uh, our, our big gig is here on uh, Saturday, January 25. But it, it's been a it's been a fun pack week actually, and uh, a little bit tired. I must be getting too old for this stuff. Just don't tell anyone I said that. And, yeah, uh, nobody, nobody's listening. <laughs> I know. That's, that's, you know, Sean, you and I, I think we're we're right there. You know, uh, our revolutions around the sun. You know, we've all we've been around at the same equal times. Same as Muskratch. So. See, I must prefer the analogy of uh, rings around the sun versus rings around the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it was uh, just on those. I do great, like, one night. You know, it's like, oh, let's have a good time. Wake up the next day feeling good, no problem. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's when you start putting those two to three nights in a room, that, that's when all of a sudden I wake up, I'm like, man, just count me out for a few days. Yeah, yeah, it was an absolute slap this morning, I must admit, it's, it's, it has been a long week, it's been a very fun week, but... Uh, yeah, um, you guys did the Hot Ones Challenge. Yeah, that on went really day. well, wonderful engagement. Um, the crew who came in and participated, they were an absolute fun bunch, really had a, had a, had a wonderful time. A lot of people start crying. Yeah, a couple of blokes uh, dropped out, which, um, you know, we had to have a bit of a ceremony for that, but um, I dropped out during the challenge, I, I should uh, say. But, yeah, look, everyone had, a, had a, a really good time. It was a fun time, and I think it's something we'll definitely do again. It was uh, very well received, very well enjoyed by well, everyone. I, I, I planned on being here for it. I didn't plan on participating because I, I like myself, and I like my insides. And... So I don't want to just absolutely kill them because, you know, how these hot wing challenges go. Yes, 
they're made to hurt. They're made to be painful, and they're made to watch people, grown men, cry. The wise old John Denman, absolutely. There's no way in the world I was participating in that. Um, it's just, at, at this stage, it's just not worth it. <laughs> but, uh, though, yeah, yeah, I, I, I tips my lid, as we say in Australia, to, uh, to the lovely ladies and gents who participated, but, yeah, I certainly wasn't one of them. Yeah, that's... It's a, I'm a big fan of the chicken wings here, by the way. And if you haven't had the chicken wings at Platypus, you're absolutely missing out because they are some of the best fried pieces of chicken in Houston. And the sauce is really good. Uh, when we did our, our wing challenge, I had some leftover sauce. And my, my whole family was like, this is the best buffalo sauce that I've ever had. And I'm like, well, me personally, I could use a little spice here. Not deadly like, you know, the wing, the end of the wing challenge spicy, but have a little bite to it. So you kind of went back. And you guys have kind of gone in and uh, made some new sauces as well, right? Absolutely, John. Yeah, and you, Chef Chivo's come in and he's cooking up a storm in there. So we've got uh, four to, uh, sorry, five to six new sauces. Uh, the hottest one we have is called the Ring Burner, and uh, it's a habanero-based sauce. You can you can imagine how that's going to go. And but you know we've got um, a chipotle honey mustard we've got um, maple honey maple bacon sauce or something they're fantastic they really are good and these were premiered actually on Monday night uh, during the wing challenge and really really well received hello hello too what's up buddy you want to say hi into the microphone? La, 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 la. <laughs> All right, there we go. It is a family business. It is a family <laughs> business. He's the true owner of Platypus Brewing right there. Isn't that how it works? Yeah. yeah it's like, at this point, it's like, yeah, I'm not doing any of this for me anymore. I mean, <laughs> it's, my kid's like, I want to go to Pleasure Pier. Well, this is what I work for. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Desiree's just taking photos of us, mate. But, I am. Um, I had to jump on my Aussie high chair. John kind of looked at me. This is a great thing about Drink of Ages Radio. We have good heads for radio. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, putting this stuff on social media, I'm not so sure. I just kind of pulled up a, a chair. I say it's an Aussie high chair because I'm almost six feet tall, and I always stack the chairs whenever I sit at a table because these are there you go. so low. Yeah, you are much taller than we are now. <laughs> so. Yeah, so what did I miss? Uh, let's see. I think we pretty much have it wrapped up. And uh, I think it's time to go to commercial break. I'm just joking. It's not time to go to commercial break. Uh, but <laughs> no, uh, we were talking. We we're talking about the hot hot wings challenge that you guys did on Monday. And uh, you know, you guys had events all week long. And you know, so you can't just celebrate Australia Day for one day. You guys have stuff planned all week long. It's kind of like my birthday. I have a birth month, not a birthday. I, I will say this, though. Uh, our Hot Wing Challenge was an incredible turnout on Monday night. We are going to be doing another one of those in February. So look out for that. Be on the lookout for that. Um, Aussie Trivia. I was not here for that last night. I heard Sean did an amazing job. Oh, yeah, it was up awesome. some people. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was actually a very fun night. Yeah. I heard it was, it was pretty awesome. Obviously, tonight it's packed for our steak night. And uh, ABC 13 and Drink of Ages, thank you for being here with us tonight. Yeah, Tomorrow yeah. is National Pie Day, y'all. So we are releasing two amazing meat pies. I can't tell you what they are, but if you're out and about. Come in and get some meat pies. They're pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Pie Day is a day to be celebrated 
every day, but the fact that you can go from a blueberry pie to a meat pie to a pumpkin pie to an apple pie to another meat pie. Well, if you're here on Saturday, you should enter our pie eating contest. Absolutely glorious. Yeah, look, um, so in, in Australian slang, we call uh, a meat pie a dog's eye. It's our rhyming slang. So, but it's wonderful the different cultures because we just we don't get into the whole uh, fruit pies or you know we're doing pie. It's carnivorous. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it sounds delicious. I don't know. It's uh, Texas. I guess they're more like empanadas. <laughs> That's what we call them. What did you say, empanadas? Yeah. Lovely. Because there's not really there's there's not really a place that, that does like meat pies other than you guys I know of. No, very much so. It's like uh, it's quintessential Australian. Um, I think in terms of Houston, in terms of uh, restaurants establishments, we'd be the only ones. Yep. Uh, you're able to order them from interstate, but uh, very much so they're made here fresh. Um, only place in Houston that I believe does meat pies. So. Oh man. Uh, I need to I need to get with this uh, kiss my piney here because I'm starting off really slow today, Sean, and it's been it's been a long day, it's been a long week, and so the first first beer I mean it's like man, it tasted good, started drinking, and then I realized that I was sitting there sipping on it. What are you having, John? Kiss my piney. Cheers. So Cheers. am I. <laughs> man, not a bad that, drop. That, it's a great starter beer. Our Kiss My Piney runs seasonal. It's in cans in your local grocery stores, H-E-B, Total Wine, Specs, Whole Foods. We'll be, we'll be wrapping up that beer in January, so you better get to drinking. Yeah, hurry up, get it while you can, and then we're coming out with our next seasonal release in February, which we can't wait. So, seasonal release in cans. What's going to so, be the next seasonal? That's our Outer Orbit Hazy IPA. Looking forward to that one. One of the things I, I really want to talk about is obviously I, I jumped in kind of late in this, but the Aussie bushfires. We are ha in the next month from February 1st all the way through February 29th. A lot of the local bars and restaurants around town, uh, we're going to be doing a come in, have a pint. One dollar of the pint goes to uh, two or three charities in, in Australia. So if you uh, check our website in the next week or so, you can look for a local restaurant or bar near you to go in and support. Have a pint, a platypus beer, $1 goes for donation for the bushfires for the entire month, all the way from February 1st to February 29th. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, nasty situation going on with yeah. all the fires. Uh, it's yeah, look, um, yeah, it's, it's not, not particularly nice down there. And uh, what has been great, though, is the, the outpouring of support that's come from this local community. We've actually got a lad in here tonight, we'll introduce you to him shortly, but um, he's doing some wonderful work for the bushfire appeal. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been quite devastating to be honest. I mean, bushfires themselves, I mean, they happen every year, but in terms of uh, just the sheer impact and the devastation that these fires have had, it's, it's uh, really quite nasty. So. A couple of them have been relieved with some weather that's come through, but you know, it's it's still going on. A lot of people are in a, in some pretty dark places right now. So uh, again, it's it's been wonderful support from Houston, and um, we will introduce you at some point in this show. There's a bloke, he's the uh, punter for your University of Houston. He, he's actually an Aussie boy, just graduated. I think he's waiting. Hopefully, he gets an NFL gig. Otherwise, I guess he punts himself back to Australia. <laughs> But he's, he's Melbourne, been doing actually. a wonderful job in terms of raising money for the bushfires. 
So um, we'll, but we'll get Dale on no, here very shortly. Yes. It's really amazing the support that we've gotten and all the people that have reached out to us, uh, be it customers of ours, restaurants, bars, local establishments. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that has reached out because just to see our community and local area come together as a community and say, let's do something about this. Um, obviously, there's so much that we'd love to do. But we just we just want to thank everybody for the support that y'all are doing for you know for this and helping us out. I mean, people generally are pretty generous. I mean, they're, they're in Houston, you know, gone through enough stuff lately that they're like, hey, somebody else needs help now. Let's help them. And well, Platypus is the Australian brewery of, uh, of the whole area. So I mean, I would imagine that you guys got an overwhelming amount of phone calls. Overwhelming amount of emails, messages, like, hey, what can we do? What can we do? It's like, all right, let's 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 really think this through a little bit and come up with a program that you can actually, you guys are going to go directly and help, not just fund something that's going to halfway fund some stuff and fund some other stuff, but it's going to be directly to the wildfires. And when we realize, too, it's going to be, this, these fires are going to go on for quite some time. So we are going to take this month to really do as much as we can but just know that after february if there's anything that you guys want us to do help out reach out this doesn't mean that we're at the end of it at february uh, we encourage you guys to reach out to us after that we love to be a part of anything that anybody wants us to help out with i think when i mean you know, these fires happen remind they, they, they happen on a normal basis they've been burning the, the, the bush for a long time right yeah look but, bushfires are a nature's way of just of, of having a bath really it just cleanses itself um just the sheer um impact that the the breadth and the width of this thing has has been quite unprecedented so and it doesn't uh, but, take but you know a koala on the trail looking for a bottle of water to make everybody go you know what we no. <laughs> let's do something. You know, today I actually saw on Facebook there was a, a huge uh, thing that somebody had posted where obviously they're getting, they're getting rain, and so they're, they're, the animals are getting some sort of relief. And it was just so reassuring to see something positive after seeing so much negative come from what's been going on. Yeah. So they are getting a little bit of relief. In, in terms of the, uh, of the fauna, uh, they're having a bit of a tough time, but of late. In terms of the flora, the actual uh, bush itself, you'll be absolutely mesmerized about how quickly that comes back because this is the way it's built this is uh, mother nature at her best and you will see it come back and flourish in uh, a matter of months so it's just so incredible. i wouldn't be too worried about uh, about the flora per se uh, that's a rather general sweeping comment but um, statement but yeah the, the animals and, and and you know most importantly uh, people and their, and their livelihoods uh, yeah, are, are being incredibly be impacted but yeah, all the lives that were affected by it but you know, like like any good good country, not too dissimilar to this, this wonderful country, uh, we're resilient. They'll get through it. There, there's, there seems to be a lot of resemblance in uh, Texas and Australia. You know, I just asked somebody that the other day. I said I was at a uh, Australian Chamber of Commerce meeting, and I met a few people, and I said, "What do you like better, Australia or Texas?" And before you say anything, Sean, <laughs> the answer obviously is they love Australia. But what they say is this is the closest thing to Australia. That Texas and Australia have a lot of similarities, and and there's there's just about the same as far as. Um, well, well, that's what platypus is all about. Yeah. You know, was when I I moved back here in 2015. My first stint here was 99 to 05, but and and my lovely wife is is a is a local Texan. But when I moved back here in in 15, it's completely uh, obvious to me how how similar Texas and Australia are and. Yeah, you know, obviously that that underpins what we're doing here at Platypus. So. 
Seems to be working. I don't know. I need to see it for myself. So we need to schedule. We need to schedule a. I think we should do Drink of Ages live from Australia. What do you think? I think we need to do a Drink of Ages live on the road show. We could do that. John and I have been threatening to go to Australia on a brew trip for about 18 months now. And unfortunately, it just has not happened. But it will happen. 2020 is the year, Sean. I've been hearing it. I'm pretty easy, man. You just say, hey, we're going to Australia. You want to go? You've already got your board shorts, Sean. I mean, it's food. It's I have flip-flops in my truck all the time. I was about to say, it's like 50 degrees outside. Yeah, Muskrat is trying to convince us we need to do it later because he just had a baby, but... Ooh. You know what this is? She, she will understand. No, she won't. You it's all about is, the baby. Muskrat? It's all about the baby. This is the world's smallest violin. Exactly. <laughs> smallest violin. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll uh, talk more at Platypus Brewery here at Platypus Brewery. So everybody get some beers. This is Drink of Ages. <laughs> Hello, Houston. This is Jared Montgomery, brewmaster at Megaton Brewery. If you have not heard of us, we're a new brewery in Kingwood. Come check out our air-conditioned tap room. Enjoy our free play arcade games, air hockey, pool table, outdoor patio games, and of course, food trucks all weekend. Try our tasty brews or grab a pint of our favorite beers made by our friends across the great state of Texas. Megaton serves wine as well. Our tap room is open Friday and Saturday, and beginning September 8th, we are open noon to 6 for football season. Find us on Facebook for hours, events, and special beer releases. Thanks so much. Spindle Tap is one of Houston's fastest-growing craft breweries. From the highly sought-after hazy IPAs to its year-round core beers, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole, Hop Gusher, 5% Tint, and Houston Haze. Available at retailers all around Houston and surrounding areas. Stop by one of the nicest air-conditioned tap rooms in Houston, Thursday through Sunday, conveniently located 8 miles north of downtown off 59 in Little York. Come hungry and try some of our award-winning barbecue and wood-fire pizza from Texas. Go visit our website at spindletap.com and give us a like on Facebook. Drink of Ages Radio, we are back on and DJ Muskrash. I'm John Denman, We're hanging out at Platypus Brewery with Sean Honrahan. And uh, now, man, actually I'm out of beer, so get a new pint delivered to me. Wow. Some more Kiss My Piney. And uh, there we go, one's coming. <laughs> the good thing is, though, we're sitting here and I look over and Sean introduced me to somebody that a lot of people in Houston know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I recognize that guy. Because <laughs> he's kind of hard to miss. Yeah. He kind of stands out just a little bit, you know, in a crowd. But, yeah, we have Dane Roy. All right. Hanging hey. out. from uh, The good punter from the University of Houston, your, your own Cougars. Thanks for having me, fellas. It's, uh, it's always good to go to Platypus and get one of their, one of their great drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Mate, are you drinking a cider right oh, now, mate, I Dale? Love cider. Dale. Dale. Nah, He's actually drinking a cider, which is a local cider. Give him that. Lager, lager, sometimes cider. <laughs> lager, lager, cider, lager. Cider, cider, cider. Shredding for the wedding. Yeah. Good, good, hey, man, man. good man. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with ciders. For a long time, for a long time, you know, you go to a bar and only. English people or, you know, some like Australians would drink ciders. The Americans are like, oh, I'm drinking a cider. And 
didn't like it. But now it's one we of the have hardest a... things to order as well with an Australian accent because they think you're saying like Shiner. Shiner. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nah, mate. Like Red's like Angry Orchard. Cider. 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 Hey. That's when you just got to go straight text and be like, no, sir, partner, just give me a cider. Yeah, <laughs> give me one of them uh, apple, hard apple cider. Hard apple cider. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dane's at the end of uh, of his U of H career. He just graduated, yeah, and, just he's, and he's waiting for a, a magnificent NFL team to pick him up. Just graduated in December. Got an advertising degree with a, a minor in graphic design, and... Um, I was going to go back home in um, at the end of the, my, my tenure here in University of Houston based on my first three years of punting. I, I wasn't doing anything extraordinary, so I was like, no one's going to really want me. But I had a kind of good year. I made it to the Ray Guy final, and uh, so I'm, it's top three punters make it to there. I like to consider myself the runner-up. So, um, I mean, but that's, that's still a big honor. I yeah, mean, that's, so that's 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 like, we very a, significant. Yeah, exactly. So I had a uh, I broke the record for uh, highest game average for University of Houston, highest uh, season average. This is punting average, obviously, and uh, most punts over fifty yards in a season. Was, you you have a leg though, man. You could I you got could to use it this year. So actually, the first three years, I just had to just do what the coaches wanted, which yeah. was forty. 42-yard fair court each time. Yeah, okay, so it's a half swing. Yeah, exactly. And now the coaches this year, they were like, we know what you can do. I want you to just smack that. Just play with the returner. If he's going to stand over there, you kick at the other side. So I got to show people what I could do this year. I averaged a lot, the 47. And, um, yeah, like I had I had a, a good year, and it was too good just to stop. And then I got permission from the boss. She said, uh, yes you can stay and try for the NFL because I had a few teams just whispering and talking about me and they're like she goes yes stay and just see what can happen so I'm staying and I can see what can happen the right call looking forward to it oh are you kidding me yeah it's going to be really exciting and the chance to play in the NFL of course is yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity so uh, as I've been saying to myself for the last three to four years I need to take advantage of every opportunity that comes my way because you never know if you're going to get a second chance. I mean, is this something that you thought, like growing up in Australia, that you're like, you know what, I can really kick a football, and I'm going to make it one day in the NFL? That is nothing that I've never thought. <laughs> I never thought that would even happen in a, in my wildest dreams. Like, I only realized about college football back in 2015. Didn't know that anything existed like that over here. I saw that on like in the newspapers they got like results, and it would say NCAAF. And it'd have like random team names like uh, like Boise State versus Colorado State or something. And I'm like, what are these team names? And I thought, because it was next to the soccer results, I thought maybe it's like soccer or maybe it's like track and field or something. But um, yeah, it's come a long way since uh, my, uh, my knowledge on uh, uh, college sports didn't exist. But yeah, I've just uh, taken, uh, taken all the opportunities that have been presented and I, I've I've like really jumped at everything just to make the most of every opportunity because yeah you, you as a boy from Bunyip back in Australia like you never really expect anything like this could ever happen and you might need to repeat Bunyip and you might need to describe 
exactly what a bunyip is in terms of a town and a mythical creature. So I'm not going to lie because uh, I'm not real big on the ge geography of Australia, you know, and the, the, the towns and all that. But that is right. definitely one that I've never heard of. I'm not real big on the geography of America when you go above <laughs> the Midwest. Like I'm good down the bottom and maybe like the coasts, I can I can get all that. But in the middle, it's just a bloody puzzle. Yeah, uh, but most Australia, of Americans don't even know what's in the middle. <laughs> in, in Australia, uh, so you've got the capital is Canberra, randomly. I don't, we, no one knows why. That's like the capital of Texas being Austin. Like, but, why isn't it Houston or Dallas? But anyway. But we, and we, we learned last night, Dane, that uh, Canberra is an indigenous term meaning uh, woman's cleavage. Yeah, because it's between two Fun mounds fact. of mountains. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a good place to if visit. You, if you go to Canberra, which is in the like the southeast, the inner southeast, if you go down the very bottom of Australia to the east side, you'll find Melbourne. And if you go further southeast, you'll find Bunyip, which is in Gippsland, which is where the fires were this year, yeah. just recently. So, um, so the Bunyip is also a, a mythical uh, Aboriginal creature. It's like a swamp creature. It's a monster, <laughs> yeah. and um, it's some people would even like threaten their kids with a bunyip. I have a hard time taking you serious because I didn't know that Aussies were this tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did hit his head on the way in. Yeah, yeah. It was comments from the peanut gallery. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I want to hear. Bunyip. No, no, I want to hear about this mythical swamp creature. You know, and then, like, how did this come about? Uh, well. Uh, Apparently, there's like a like a monster, like Shrek, so to say, like a swamp creature. It's got teeth, it's got claws, and it was just like a mythical creature. It could have some truth to it, yes, but I'm not too sure. You, have you got a photo there? Yeah, well, I mean, it's one here. I'm not sure it's fully represented. Let me keep going, mate. But, but oh, that's this is a Wikipedia bunny. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Uh, that looks a bit weird, doesn't it? That's a bit scarier. Yeah, that's like a, a panther in water. That, that's something, buddy. Uh, this is more like a Shrek with uh, like claws and yeah. teeth, like just to chew through meat and stuff. But uh, I'm not too sure about the the creature after that, like because like the myth kind of died out when you try to get to talk about it too much. Okay. But Mum would threaten me with the swamp lady. That's what I was. That's why I was wondering if there's a lot of things. It goes back to like. Disciplining children and keeping yeah, them straight. It's a, like it's if you don't do, if you don't that. act right, people would the swamp thing is going to come get you. People talk about like everything in the swamp. Was, well, Mum would talk to me about the swamp lady, and then when I'm being a rat bag, she would walk over to the phone. I'll call the swamp lady, and then I would be like, oh, uh, yeah, that's more of a bunyip there that, yeah. in that picture there. So mum would call. Yeah, that's, mum would, not, that's not very intimidating. You kind of want to hang out with that guy. Oh, I don't know. It looks. I'm, an, I'm Italian. We are worried about the wooden spoon. <laughs> well, mum would also threaten oh, yeah. me the wooden spoon. But if, if it gets to this swamp lady, she'd start dialing. I'm all right, all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But one time, I was like, all right, call the swamp lady. Send me down there. And then she called a random number, <laughs> and then she's like, you have to pretend to talk to him. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Ever since then, you just didn't believe me, did you? That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Yeah, you were a bit scared of bunyips growing up. I was very scared of the nuns, actually. I went to Catholic schools. <laughs> and we call them the Sisters of No Mercy. So, um, they had the rules, didn't they? Oh, thrash the so living. You didn't like that movie, movie Sister Act? How many times did you get your hands slapped? Yeah, quite often. Yeah, And then the like Christian brothers after that, 
Did you like the movie Sister Act, but with Whoopi Goldberg? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and remember, uh, God, what was the movie from the uh, Dan Aykroyd? Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. That's, Brothers. A, yeah, that's yeah. a real nice Sisters of No Good Mercy movie. are right there. Yeah, absolutely knock you in the next week. Yeah. But I touched on the bushfires before. That was oh, one yeah. of the, 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 the massive things that, like a natural disaster that happened in Australia. And it was, it's unprecedented, really. Like, it's crazy to think that all that territory and in the states was just burnt people it's not really highly populated the areas because it's so hard to get to but that means all the trees and all the forests are connected so it's just ridiculous to even like fathom how big it was and people said it was going from like New York into um, like yeah. Tennessee or something I was about to like say that. I saw a thing on Facebook where they took the Australian map and put it over the United so States. So you get and it's like a reference of how big this all of is. Us. Yeah, it's like New York to Tennessee, yeah. but pretty wide as well. If they wanted to roll, uh, draw a straight line, it'd be from one side of America to the other. Which and, is ex- and like back, an entire country burning. And then back again. So start in New York, go to LA, go back to New York and go back to LA. That's how long the fire front was, oh. apparently. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and our, our good friends in California would understand. We call them wildfires here. They understand how um, how fast and devastating these things are. So uh, you know there is, you know, they're just huge walls of fire, and uh, they move at an, an incredible rate of knots. And it's it's as as we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, bushfires are, are, are very common in Australia. Very common. Uh, it's it's part of nature's way of, of uh, having a bath, cleansing itself. Yeah. Just the the sheer ferocity, uh, ferocity and and uh, intenseness and, and extent of the ones this year uh, has had, yeah, that devastating effect. Yeah. Well, like, like the California fires, you know I mean? It's, it's areas that were not populated that are getting more populated, and that's why it's becoming a much bigger deal because of the loss of business, the loss of property, loss of, you know, people dying and animals, of course. But uh, is that kind of similar what's going on in Australia? I mean, are people moving out of the cities into those? Or are they building? Nah. From, I think just- it was more because of the weather before it. Like, it was really, really hot for so many days in a row that it just... And we had a really wet winter, I think, because, like, some of the uh, the trees were just, like, a bit more, like, uh, like you would say, bigger and, like, had a bit more scrub and shrub around it. But, like, the weather building up to the fires, it was just really hot and continuously hot. Like, we're talking about over 100 degrees in some parts for, like, yeah. days in a row. I yeah, think that was the that's main certainly thing. certainly in, uh, in the Gippsland area where yeah. you're from. And then in, in New South Wales, it's been years and years of drought. And uh, it just... Uh, certainly, in, which stretches into Queensland as well. Uh, yeah. Most of the devastation was in New South Wales and, and uh, in, in Victoria. But uh, drought... For, for many many years, yeah. can, uh, can, uh, was a major contributor to, uh, to to the devastation. Well, any way to get people on this side of the pond you know, more involved is to show animal suffering, and so the, the fact that it, it took out so many of the animals, the species that are yeah. out there, the, the native species. Like half a billion, uh, yeah, half a billion animals, or something, something crazy yeah, like just, that. Um, just, it's hard to even imagine what that yeah. is. And that's it's just a lot. Like even. Even thinking about half a billion trees, which obviously took a lot more out than that. But yeah, it was. Um, it's pretty sad, and like uh, there's a lot of um, fundraising going on to help the um, uh, the uh, the people over there, and then the the animals as well. There's a lot of wildlife rescue resorts, so to say, 
the animals have been hit by a car, so they take them to this place, or animals have been displaced, and they just take them to this place until they're ready to go back out into the wild. But I noticed that um, a lot of the fundraising had been uh, like uh, earmarked and and uh, put out for these major charities. So you've got like the Red Cross. I think Wise is one as well. But um, a lot of the money was going to these places. And it's like, well, that's that's all well and good. But there's a lot of people who need the money that probably won't see the money. And then so I did some research. And I, I'm from Gippsland area, Bunyipsim, Gippsland. And Gippsland was heavily affected by some fires as well. So I went and I was like, well, a lot of people won't get any access to this money or they might not see it for a year or something. Can I... Can I do something here? And I had some clothes, some UH gear, and I sold all that and we made about 600 bucks. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna donate that money to um, the emergency relief in Gippsland. So it's called the, the GERF, Gippsland Emergency Relief Fund. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this and uh, I'll donate it to them. Then I thought about it, I'm like, well, we do have a lot of connections in, in Houston. So we could make a bit, uh, a big deal and make a, a, a better deal and big difference. So we're like, all right, um, maybe I'll speak to a few other people. And then more and more people got involved. This is my personal fundraising that I'm doing. They're, um, they, they got involved and they started donating things. And then, so in the end, I was like, well, I'll donate half of the money to the Gippsland Emergency Relief Fund. And then the other half goes towards uh, rehoming displaced Indigenous Australians. Because apparently there's been a bit of an issue. Some of the Indigenous Australians uh, receiving help and aid from um, all the, the charities there. So that's it's crazy to think that that happens in 2020, that you're discriminating people with the, the base of their skin color. It's like, well, everyone needs help, like regardless, because everyone's been affected. So we're doing some fundraising here in Houston. We've already raised about $3,000, and um, half of that's gonna go to the Gippsland Emergency Relief Fund, and the other half's gonna go to an Indigenous Australian co-op to help rehome displaced Indigenous Australians. and. And yeah. I've just uh, we just picked up a ball from the Astros today. Lance McCullers signed it, so we'll, we'll auction that off. We've got some, a few um, distilleries in the area have donated some prize packs, like some whiskey and all that, some bourbon. Um, the University of Houston have uh, donated a Case Keenum signed Redskins jersey. We've got some ga- we've got some game issued uh, uh, UH jerseys as well. And we're, we're looking to raise, I'd love to raise $100,000 maybe if like, one of the big businessmen got on board. But um, we're just happy to raise about $10,000 and that's very doable with um, the amount of uh, donations we're yeah, getting. It's fantastic, Dane, what Dane's doing here. It's absolutely fantastic. No, it's really, yeah. It's, it's, it's something that affected your hometown and you're able to do that. But that's, that's where just stepping up to, I don't know. It always amazes me when when a person can go. You know what? I want to do something, and yeah. I want to try. I want to see what happens, and then all the people around them are like, "Hey, man, count yeah. me in." And I'm sitting here talking to you now. I was like, "We should do something to drink of ages. We should do something at my pub, yeah. and you know, do something to help raise money well, for this." We, I noticed that, like when Hurricane Harvey hit, that how how Houstonians just got around each other and supported everyone just to make sure that they could like keep going. Like, it's, it's such a big thing to have, a natural disaster, all the flooding involved there. It just, like, really affected everyone. And everyone just got together and just helped everyone. And because, like, you, you don't want to see anyone down. You just want to see everyone just, like, have a good life. And then after, straight after Hurricane Harvey, there was the one on the East Coast around, like, the, the Carolinas. I can't remember what it was called. 
but University of Houston put a truck out and they just got people to donate. And I, I was there loading the truck from people's cars. And I'm like, Houston people are really, really nice and they love donating things. They just want to help people. So I was like, well, I know that people see what's going on in Australia. They might not realize that they can actually help because they see like a Red Cross donation or something else. And they're like, well, where does that go? And then they see what I'm doing. They're like, oh, well, I can see where my money's actually going to go. And then I think there's a lot of other fundraising going on. The Platypus were doing stuff. Yeah, and yeah, with Dane. The Lone Stars and a few other people. That's right. Yeah, the Lone Stars, which is the local Aussie Rules football team, um, and uh, Tough Mudder Jim, uh, which is down here, just um, yeah, just right, right down the street here. Just near I ten and Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, uh, good old Jason who runs that place. Good mate of mine, and we're putting together a number of packs. We're ruffling them off, and uh, we're going to be uh, announcing the winners of those on Saturday at our big party here at Australia Day, and. And uh, together with Eureka Heights, actually, they've come in as part of the good friends of mine at Eureka Heights Brewery, and we're, we're going in, into it together. Uh, and again, the outpouring of support's been amazing, and uh, we're just we're, we're happy that we can contribute in some way to this. You know, being in the middle of Houston and in a brewery, and yet we can you know help our fellow countrymen and women uh, at home. It's great. Let's take a let's take a quick break. Uh, you're almost out of cider, <laughs> and. This will be going lager, no sometimes cider. Sometimes lager, sometimes cider. But, uh, let's take a quick break. We get back. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, this, this fires going on and how uh, the people listening right now can help out. And says Drink of Ages. Be right back. Thinking of buying, selling, or renting a house? Let my good friend Amber Sear with Stanfield Properties help with all your real estate needs. She is your real estate connection. Amber is a second-generation real estate agent and holds herself to the highest ethical standards. She is a member of the National Association of Realtors, Texas Association of Realtors, and Houston Association of Realtors. Work with a knowledgeable native Houstonian who I know well and I trust. Whether buying, selling, or renting, Contact Amber Sear from Sandfield Properties. Her email address is amberseer.realtor at gmail.com. That's ambercyr.realtor at gmail.com. Or call her at 832-715-5455. Again, that's 832-715-5455. All right, if you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man. You need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. Your, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for CaskBranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and man, he'll take care of you. This is Drinking Babies Radio Show, ESPN 97.5. We're hanging out at Platypus Brewery, hanging out with Sean Hammerhand. And we're hanging out with Dane Roy, who uh, recently graduated from University of Houston. Yep. 
The big there tall guy out there punting kicking balls way further than everybody else. Puts it into orbit. Yeah. Sometimes I have to ask NASA for special permission <laughs> to launch. Oh, I love it. I love it. That, that should be a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what it needs to be. Permission to launch. <laughs> yeah, permission to launch. When, uh, uh, when, when do you come back for the NFL tryouts? Yeah, I got, um, I'm going home on the, the 30th. It's uh, spend a couple of months in Australia with my punt coach, also getting married. I was about to say, and I also heard, heard that news, uh, getting married. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And then after that, I'll, um, I'll come back to Houston just a couple of days before Pro Day. And then, um, and then uh, after Pro Day, hopefully have a, have a good day. And then um, have a few interviews after that, maybe a few uh, punt sessions as well, see where I end up. Do you have to wear a suit to the interview? I think if I wear a, uh, a, like a, a nice, easy-to-move to sports attire you so I can punt. The Chucky Dex. I think that's <laughs> like a like a woolly jumper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> is that is that easy to move around in? Well, you can, bring, you can bring a sheep if you want to, but you know, we won't jump buck. <laughs> that's it, the jolly jump buck. Well, the miserable jump buck depends what sort of day you had, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's exciting, man. That's really exciting. Uh, yeah, it's um, a whirlwind cup past couple of uh, months, and then I've got a, another whirlwind couple of months to go. Well, the good thing, I mean, like right now, you, know, you get a chance to focus on like, like, like the charity that you're doing, raising money for, for these fires in Australia. Uh, if, if somebody's listening right now and they want to donate to you directly to where you, they know that it's going directly to help the people yeah. and um, everybody that has directly affected, how do they do that? I think the, the easiest thing to do would be to go on Twitter. And uh, if you're not on Twitter, you can still access the information because it's free. You get on Twitter.com, and uh, my profile is at DRoy. So Twitter.com forward slash D-R-O-Y. And uh, my pinned tweet, it's right there. If you want to donate any money, the GoFundMe's there. And if you want to browse our online auction with everything that's been donated, from uh, whiskey to baseballs to... Um, football jerseys and uh, soon to be a UH football experience as well yeah, that's all on there as well 32 auctions I think yeah 32auctions.com forward slash uh, Australian bushfires or that bushfire fundraiser so uh, we call them bushfires in Australia I think they call them wildfires here in America but uh, but yeah if you, you just go to straight to twitter.com uh, forward slash D-R-O-Y that's going to have all the information there that you need. Yeah, here here in the states, when you start talking about bushfires, it has a little bit different meaning that we won't go into. But like three days later, you might go see a doctor. <laughs> Whereas wildfires, <laughs> kind of wildfires. Never mind. I had... Oh, I missed it. I was I was uh, distracted. Sorry, John. Bloody punchline there, and I missed it. Uh, uh, a lot of bush, a lot of fires. A lot of bush, a lot of fires. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's it's so funny. It's, it's funny that you're uh, you're in talking to all these Australians because it's our favourite day of the year coming up. Yeah. It doesn't have to specifically fall on the 26th of January, but Australia Day is uh, it's kind of like your Fourth of July. Would you say that? That we are celebrating on the 25th here at the brewery. The 25th here. Saturday. Yeah, the day is actually 26th, of course, uh, yep. sports fans, but. 
Uh, that'll be the Sunday, and the, the wonderful Australian-American Chamber of Commerce has a good uh, Aussie barbecue set, so have a look online for that. But uh, Saturday's the big day here. Yeah, where we're, we're um, rock out. We've got thong-throwing competition. That's right, I said thong. And uh, that's, that's always a big hit. Um, we will have some uh, bushfire uh, raffles that we're doing on the day to raise well-needed funds, uh, as we've, had a, we've covered that. What else are we doing? Live music? Live music, pie-eating contests. Party gets started, started about 11. No, it's 12. 12 o'clock, we're open. Oh, you can come at 11 if you want, if you're bored. I think the live music starts maybe. at 2 o'clock. Yes, it does. <laughs> but the party still goes on till about 10 or 11. Yeah, we can play a bit of cricket. I'm sure we can get something going. Close the there streets. has to be a window to break somewhere. Close the streets. <laughs> what, what is a like, so no, not doing that one. What is a cricket game that, that you can actually just go out and do? Because here, you know, we can throw a wiffle ball. It'd be like home run contest. You know, we, there's there's certain things. But what do you do with cricket? Well, see, see, with cricket, it's it's all about <laughs> finesse because normally you do yeah. over the fences six and out, purely because no one wants to go and get the ball. But uh, or you put it into that garden bed. It's out, it's that's that's your slip. It's out. So uh, it's all about finesse and uh, trying to place the ball. You want to um, stay in for as long as possible as correct. well. You don't want anyone else to bat other than you. you just got to annoy your family. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So it's like a driving range. <laughs> it can be. I'm sure, B- I'm sure B&B Butcher is going to love us if it's a driving range. <laughs> if, if an Aussie, if, if, and I, I dare say everyone at this table, if there's an Aussie who said he, has, he or she has not broken a window at their family home, they're lying. It's, it's part of the course oh, at, uh, I, as you're growing I've up. Please return all balls to Platypus Brewing. I think I hit a car window once. Yeah. I was practicing out the front and hit a car window and I was like, oh, how how am I going to spin this? And I, I don't know, I think I've made up some stuff. Oh, you got, you got to. And, I and then Dad's like, hmm, really? Really? And I was like, really? yeah? And then when he explained to him, like, Dad, sorry, I was just like, I was practicing my cricket swing. He's like, He's like you know what, son, that's all right. I remember one time I... My mate actually were in the backyard. He's, he's danced up the pitch and given an absolute crack. It's gone straight through the kitchen window. <laughs> and, of course, it was a cricket ball, not like a tennis yeah. ball. So I went, oh, crap, here, mate, give me the bat. So I, I took the hit because that's a lot easier. Then I raced upstairs, picked up the cricket ball from the living room, replaced it with a tennis ball, and then um, threw the cricket ball away. And then, you know, the old man comes in and goes, oh, what's happened here? I said, oh, yeah, sorry, Dad, just gave it a bit too much. <laughs> We're calling your mom, Sean. We're calling your mom. Oh, mom, no. if you're listening to this, he just confessed. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we, I, I confessed much later in life. In, in Australia, back in high school, we would play uh, killer hacky. So you need to hit the ball up three times or I think five times maybe. And then it's anyone. So, like, but you just grab it and then you throw it at the nearest person, like in their head, in their back or whatever. So, Some of you violent games with a hacky sack. So you, everyone would be like, one, and two, three, four, five. And then everyone would jump up and try and get the hacky. And then just as soon as someone caught it, then everyone just disappeared or, like, just cowered on the ground and you just, like, peg it at that person. And I like that game. Brutal we need to bring that one back. What was that? We need to bring that one back. Yeah. That, that sounds like a fun one. I think we should do a hacky sack competition here at Platypus one day. Kill a hacky. Kill a hacky. Kill the hacky. I think we're, we're going to work on this in March. It's going to be spring break. Kill the hacky. Look for it. Look, 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 look for this on your Facebook post. Man. Yeah, good old yeah. hacky sack tournament. You know, we sit around. And let's hope it gets out of hand because let's face it. That's, well, that's you really want it to. Yeah. 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 
The only problem is all these legalities and people want to sue people. Yeah, you got to sign a waiver to say, hey, I might break, you might get my nose broken, but we're going to have this Hagenstein tournament. So have you played Australian football before? All right, so I was invited. Because we have the Lone Stars right here at the table right now. Yeah, well, the first thing, John, that you can't do is confuse rugby with footy. I mean... By, by the way, this is Dave Bryant, the ex-president of the uh, Lone Stars Australian Rules Football Club, Houston. Excellent. One of the ex-presidents. Um, but don't confuse rugby. With, rugby's a great game, right? But let's keep rugby where rugby should be, and that is Trash. Uh, sniffing other blokes' butts. But Australian what Rules is completely to, different. I prefer to... Uh, the game they play in heaven, Chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's some kind of heaven. But uh, no, footy's a great game. It's far more flowing than rugby. Um, it's, it's actually built around evading contact rather yeah. than creating it. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So, you know, six foot two, did you say? I reckon six that's... Six foot. Oh, yeah. six foot. Hey, perfect height, perfect yeah, height. Utility I don't know, player, 45, so it might be better. five, 11 and three quarters. Forward flanker. And I tell you what, bearded players are, are very much a thing these days in footy. So your beard, perfect. And I, I don't mind running like short spurts for yeah, a very perfect. short period yeah. of time. Maybe even forward so. pocket. Forward pocket, half forward flank. A lot of times. Now, 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 without a doubt, Australian rules football is Australia's most popular sport. It's, it's played in every state and territory, whereas rugby is confined to a couple of states. Um, but I, I maintain to this day that if, if we didn't have the bloody sport, if we just had rugby, we'd have an unbeatable rugby team. Because you see some of these giants running around on the uh, Aussie Rules teams. I'm not that tall, mate. <laughs> but, you know, you're talking 6'5 plus and they're, um, they're built like the proverbial brick shithouse. And uh, to have them running around for the, playing for the Wallabies would be uh, absolutely formidable. Uh, anyway, we don't. They all play bloody Aussie Rules. All right, I'll play. I mean, count me in for anything. I'll do sounds, anything three, good. three or four times, and then I learn my lesson. Well, you can come down to Houston Lone Stars. We're based here in Houston. The only team here in Houston, by the way, but there are about 40 teams around the country that compete. We have a men's and women's team, and also um, we, we play in a Texas region, so there's a Texas competition that we, we really thrive in. But... Footy, footy is an inclusive game, and, and it's really not about um, winning or losing. It's really what happens afterwards. Yeah. So the Houston Lone Stars are strongly affiliated with the Platypus Brewery, and uh, we spend a lot of time here. You don't, you don't play the game for the game. You play it for the camaraderie, the locker room, the, the things that you miss from high school sports, I would that sounds say. Like, that sounds like softball in Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're the it, open age. It doesn't matter if you win or lose, because we won pretty much every first game that we played and we run rule got run rolled every second game that we played and then it was also oh, double headers yeah double yeah. headers and then it's just going to the parking lot and hanging out with everybody right. and be like hey man we almost got in a big fight <laughs> and then drinking beers with them so so to play on that theme the you know the, the australian football fraternity here in in the states have what's called boat races and the boat race is a competition that's held after the football games are finished and you compete head-to-head in a four-man format against another football team, sculling beers one by one in a line. And, and chugging beers, is, don't it, you mean, It Dave? is, in fact... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, chugging beers. <laughs> but it, 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 is, it is the most competitive part of the day. Forget the footy, the tackling, the bumping, the, the smashing. <laughs> this is when it really counts. And so boat race ties back to beer. Perfect end of the yeah. day. And pie-eating contests some days. 
On occasion, the pie eating I contest comes out. I watched a lady eat a pie really quickly, and she treated it like a hot dog, and she dunked half of it in the bloody water. And I looked at it, and I was like, "All right, I, I can't do this anymore. You can't, you can't treat a meat pie like that." Yeah, there are some rules. There are some rules when it comes to meat pies. But um, have you ever been to Australia? I've never been. You need to go. No, we, we've been threatening to go. We're going to do a beer tour of us soon. It's you definitely coming up really soon. And well, I don't know, to, Sean, you need to try honestly. A party pie. Just like hands down, just try a party pie. It's a beginner's pie. And it's a, like. Well, we're going to have pies pie. here. Uh, well, they were on the menu. They're coming back with a vengeance. So. Uh, I saw sausage rolls are still on the menu. Yeah, sausage. Yeah, the, the rolls are here, but the pies are back on. And uh, we'll, harder, we'll be. Mate. Yeah, they'll, uh, they're pretty, pretty bloody tasty. So. Um, you'll be able to knock yourself out one of those. They got, now, the only thing is with, with a pie, we, we and I, I've learned this in the three and a half years we've been open here, I'm actually going to have to put a placard on the table, like maybe a stick figurine type placard, to, to show our wonderful friends in America how to actually eat a meat pie. Really simple. Step one, pick it up with your hands. Step two, throw it in the front side of your head. There's too many times we've seen with knife and forks, like they're at a, a, an English, um, you know, Devonshire tea or something, yeah. uh, trying to eat it all nice and prissy with a knife and fork. Yeah, just pick yeah, it up yeah. and smash don't it on the front side that. of your head. You got to just treat it like a, a, a circle pizza, like a handheld pizza, and you just eat it like that. Well, well I not only it. that, if you if you let it cool down for a few minutes, you can really eat one of those things super quick. Yeah. So you know, there's a strategy around smashing it, and the pie eating contest is all about those angles. You got to got to take, take the time to let it cool and then eat fastidiously. In, in saying that, I'm not opposed to the uh, the knife and fork eating of a pie. I don't know. I think we need to see Sean do oh, an no, instructional mate. video because I of will. how to eat a pie. We will. We will. We're actually, we're, we will put one together about the right, the right way and the incorrect way to eat a pie. And um, I'll make sure I'm not the one tasting it. I'll make sure I make it extra hot just to get some a little bit. Because... It's got to burn video. a little bit, man. Have a little bit of tear coming down the while you're doing it. Could be good. Could be good. And then you've got your pies homemade here. And this is how you eat a pie. And if you post it Australia Day, that's big. That's true, actually. And again, it's another rite of passage to every Aussie kid that if you haven't burnt the living, you know what, out of the roof of your mouth, then you haven't eaten an Aussie pie properly. It's it's every Aussie kid is sitting there pulling skin off the roof of their mouth <laughs> for the, for, from a from a pie burn. That is, uh, that, that's spot on. You ever eat something that's way too hot? Yes. Do you ever yeah. go back for another bite? <laughs> you can't stop like, once you start. It's just like the pie. Yeah. You're like, you bite it, you're like, oh, that was way too hot. Maybe it's cooled down by now. Nope. Ten seconds later, you're like, oh, no, nah, not cool. Well, I've already burnt the top. It can't get any worse. Yeah. Nah, one of life's lessons, really. My, my missus does that all the time. She's like... A couple of days later, she's like, oh, "I've got a blister on the top of my mouth now from that the pie I ate too quickly, or the, the, or the spring roll I ate too quickly." Nothing worse that first bite when it's too hot. It's just like it's almost like the hottest wing that we had on Monday night here at Buddy Platypus. It was fantastic. Well, <clears throat> I always went hanging out with this guy, Sean. We always have a good time. We always sit around and drink beer, talk. Pretty yeah, fantastic we give it a human nudge, being. We, and some really great beers over here at Platypus. And uh, ciders. <laughs> and ciders. Lager, lager, sometimes cider. Definitely great to meet you. Thanks nice for nice jumping you. on the mic. Uh, anytime you want to come on, man, just shoot me a message. When you get back, married and all that. You yep. might not be able to because you'll be married. I've got but to apply for leave. 
<laughs> should have enough built up by then. They'll be able to come back and, uh, and hang out on the show some, some more. But uh, let's talk after the show and figure out what we can do at the pub to help your cause. Sounds good. For sure. And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, name? DB. DB, thank you for coming on, hanging out, man, as well. I wish we had a two-hour show for shows like this because uh, all we do is drink more and everything gets more exciting. <laughs> with these guys all about the beer all right australia week and australia day is coming food. up but it's yeah. australia week here at platypus so come by hang out and check out the brewery I want to thank everybody for listening and you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by no label brewing company by going to drinkofages.com itunes soundcloud and various very dark places on the web uh, <laughs> There's a lot of weird advertisements on those places. <laughs> yeah, Let's go. Yeah, he finds some weird stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I bought a couple of them. It works. <laughs> it's, it's the internet, right? Fantastic. The internet thingy. The internet thingy. All right, everybody be safe out there, and uh, talk to everybody next week. <laughs>